0: The Blevins Franks Report, with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks
1: Wealth Management.
0: Well, it's that time on Riviera Radio on this Sunday morning to say good morning to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob?
1: Good morning, Howard. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself?
0: I am. Well, due to the passing of Her Majesty the Queen, as a mark of respect, there was no Blevins Franks Report last week. Although we are still in the official period of mourning, this week I would like us to return to our series of broadcasts where we turn the spotlight on tax, and specifically this week, capital gains tax. CGT is a tax most of us face at some point during our lives, but because it doesn't appear on our personal radars too often, it can easily catch us out. However, before we get into that in detail, obviously only one story dominated the past week in the news, Rob.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Howard, for most British nationals, uh, as you said, there's only been one story over the past 10 days. Uh, at 96, we all knew the inevitable would happen one day soon, but to see the Queen meeting her 15th Prime Minister, Liz Truss, on Tuesday, then dying 48 hours later, was was something of a shock. Um, since it was announced, Queen Elizabeth's death has dominated our all around the world, and, and France was quick to pay homage to, to our monarch. The British flag was placed outside the Elysée Palace, other flags were flown at half-mast, as they will be tomorrow on the day of her funeral. President Emmanuel Macron paid homage to Queen Elizabeth in a video address to the people of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth. He said in French and in English, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth embodied the British nation's continuity and unity over 70 years. To you, she was your queen. To us, she was the queen. She'll be with us forever. Today we are so sad the Queen's wisdom and empathy have helped us to all to steer a path through the historic ups and downs of the last seven decades and with her passing, we all feel an emptiness. I remember her as a friend of France, a kind-hearted queen who has left a lasting impression on her country and her century. The queen loved France, which loved her back. The French people are also in mourning. Her rare and powerful words and her unwavering dignity made her a constant symbol of the United Kingdom, and we are grateful for her deep affection for France. The queen mastered our language, loved our culture, and touched our hearts and no other country had the privilege of welcoming her as many times as we did. Now, since he was first elected in 2017, President Macron has actually not received the Queen at the ELISA, but he did meet her three times. In June 2019 for the 75th anniversary of the D-Day preparations, in December 2019 at Buttingham Palace during the NATO summit, and then again in June 2001 in Cornwall for the G7 summit. In all, the Queen knew ten french presidents and traveled to france on official and unofficial visits on many occasions prince albert also as you would expect sent his condolences to the new king of england saying it is with profound sadness my family and i learned of the passing of your beloved mother her majesty the queen elizabeth ii's reign has always been extremely inspiring allow me to convey to you to the members of the royal household and to the people of the united kingdom and the commonwealth my most heartfelt and sincere condolences for your loss at this great, at this time of great sorrow. Her Majesty's unwaring commitment and dedication to duty will be long remembered and mired. She truly represented the unity and dignity of the United Kingdom through the last seven decades. My family and the people of Monaco join me in sending you our wholehearted thoughts and prayers. The Prince's Palace flew the Monegas flag at half-mast in mourning. The Queen's passing... Must have been especially poignant for Prince Albert, because this week also marked the 40th anniversary of Princess Grace's death, following a car accident in the previous uh, the previous morning as she drove back to Monaco from Rockergal. All very sad this week, Howard. I'm afraid.
0: Indeed. So, Rob, where do we start with capital gains tax?
1: Well, with the the basics I suppose, as the title perfectly describes capital gains tax is the tax we pay when an asset is transferred for consideration and a monetary gain is realised. However, as we touched on a couple of weeks ago, not all gains are taxed in the same way. So once again with tax, the devil is in the detail. In quite simple terms, when a capital gain is realised, how tax is applied is entirely dependent on whether that asset is movable or a movable intangible asset such as shares or bonds, or a tangible asset such as property or real estate. It also probably sounds a little simplistic, but with every tax situation it's important to understand which tax or taxes apply. For example, and I'm not uh, for one moment suggesting this is a sound CGT strategy, but no capital gains taxes are payable when the owner of an asset dies. The CGT liability dies with the owner. And the asset, and any gain, if it's been accumulated, if it's been accumulated, pass to the beneficiary or beneficiaries, dependent on the beneficiary's relationship to the deceased, and any applicable tax allowances. The recipient might have some succession tax to pay rather than capital gains tax. But we'll leave the mysteries of succession tax maybe until next week, Howard. Okay, good idea. So, how are
0: shares, bonds, and other movable investment assets taxed?
1: In, in his first budget, following uh, Emmanuel Macron's election to the Elysée Palace, he quickly introduced a new system for the taxation of investment gains. Rather than taxing them at our highest marginal income tax rate, plus the investment social charge, as was the case under his socialist pre- predecessor, Francois Hollande, Macron introduced a fixed rate tax system for investment income and, importantly, investment gains. Under this new system, non-property investment gains are simply taxed at a fixed rate of 30%, which includes the 17.2% social charge and a fixed tax element of 12.8. This new system applies to most types of movable investments and from an investment perspective it's been a great improvement on the previous system. During Halon's tenure, investment income and investment gains were taxed at our highest marginal income tax rate which potentially could have been 45% plus the 17.2% social charge. Their higher-rate income taxpayers therefore had to give a whacking 62% of their investment gains to the French government. Seeing a 38% return when you took all the risks was not actively encouraging the French population to save and invest, which is exactly why Macron changed the rules, and they were changed quite drastically. We frequently meet people who move to France with their financial affairs arranged for the country that they've left. Far too frequently, we find their investment assets are pregnant with capital gains, and those gains have unwittingly been imported into France. When they subsequently sell those assets, it's the full gain that's liable to French capital gains tax. Now, when I say full gain, I mean from when the asset was acquired. The gain is not a portion to calculate the gain that has been accrued since you became a French resident. This is a really important issue to understand, especially if you're moving from a country such as the UK, where its tax residents enjoy individual capital gains tax allowances, potentially lower rates of capital gains tax, and tax preferred investment structures which are tax free in the UK, but entirely taxable in France.
0: What about gains realised from the sale of your main
1: home? Um, Our main home is usually our most tangible asset, and it's exempt from French capital gains tax, as it is in the UK, providing it's our habitual and actual residence at the time we sell it. Now just to be clear though, this exemption is unlikely to be available if you've lived in France without being in the French tax system or registered for tax. Because your main property is exempt from capital gains tax, it's logical people frequently become resident before they sell a French property to legitimately avoid the tax charge. But a word of warning, you need to plan this sort of strategy very carefully, because if you've signed a compromise on, you're unlikely to be able to claim the main home exemption. This main home exemption applies regardless of the reason for the sale, the amount of the sale or the future use of the property, including if the property is to be demolished and a new building is to be constructed. It's an all or nothing relief, and assuming you and the property qualify, the gain can become wholly exempt, even on a property that may not have been your main home for the whole period of ownership, so long as it was your actual and habitual main home at the time of the sale. Now, conversely, leaving a property without having sold it could see you losing the the, the relief entirely when you do come to sell it, even though it may have been your main home for many, many years beforehand because there is no time apportionment period for occupation in France as there is in the UK. The exemption can also apply for up to one year from the date the main home is vacated, then put up for sale, so long as it was your actual and habitual main residence at the time it was put on the market, then it remains vacant, unused and importantly, unlet.
0: I presume the capital gains tax is payable if you sell a property which is not your
1: main residence. Yeah, when you sell a property that doesn't qualify as your maison principale, the gain is calculated as the difference between the price you paid for it and the price you sold it for. You can deduct 7.5% of the purchase price for acquisition costs or the actual costs if they were greater. You can also deduct actual improvement or enhancement expenses provided they've not already been used for income tax purposes and those enhancement expenses can't be routine maintenance expenses such as redecoration or new carpets. To qualify, improvements must have been carried out by a registered contractor. If you pop down to Castorama and buy the materials, then do the work yourself, those costs are not admissible. Where a property is sold more than five years after it was purchased, The taxpayer doesn't and he doesn't have to or if he can't supply the documentation to support the improvement costs, they can be valued at a flat 15% of the purchase price. The seller is not required to provide evidence of the actual costs incurred or even prove that any improvements have actually been carried out. Once these various factors have been considered, you arrive at a definitive gain amount and tax and social charges are then payable on that specific figure. Can you explain the
0: property taper relief system?
1: Yeah, um, in answering the previous question, I said that you then arrive at a definitive amount which you pay tax and social charges on. Well, that's not exactly correct because, as you said, you've, if you've owned the property for more than five complete years, a taper system can be applied to the amount that you pay tax and social charges on. From a tax perspective, after the first year, six years of ownership and up to including year 21, your realised gain is reduced for taxation purposes by 6% a year. So after 21 years of ownership, 96% of your gain is exempt from tax, and after the 22nd year, the final 4% becomes exempt. All in all, this means if you own a French property, and it isn't your maison principale, but you've owned it for 22 years, when you come to sell it, there will be no French capital gains tax to pay. A tape relief is also applied to the gain from a social charges perspective, but unfortunately, the taper period is longer, 30 years compared to 22 years. The reduction in the early years is also much lower, with higher reefs only applying in the later years. After the first six years, and up to including the year 21, the annual reduction is just 1.65% per year. So after 21 years of ownership, the overall reduction is 26.4%. In year 22, the reduction is 1.6%, then from years 23 through 30, the annual reduction increases quite dramatically to 9%. Because the social charge relief is much lower in the early years, and the tail is much longer, we frequently find people have greater social charge liabilities than capital gains tax liabilities, which is especially pertinent if you're a UK tax resident selling a French holiday home because you can offset the French tax element against your UK capital gains tax liability but you can't offset the social charge element. So the big question is Rob what tax will we pay when we sell a French property? <laughs> that sounds like the question you've been building up to asking me all morning Howard. Unfortunately it's not as simple to answer as you would expect. There are two headline rates capital gains taxes payable at a flat nineteen percent And as we said before, the investment social charge, as we know it, is paid at 17.2%. However, following the financial crisis of of the late noughties, a temporary surtax was introduced. And surprise, surprise, 10 years later, this temporary surtax is still with us. A gradually increasing rate of surtax is applied, the greater the gain you realize. If your gain is less than 50,000 euros, you will pay the flat 19%. However, once your gain exceeds 50,000 euros, an additional 2% surtax is added. Each subsequent 50,000 euros takes your surtax up by 1% until you're paying 6% on gains more than 250,000 euros, which means overall your capital gains tax rate is 25%. So if you bought your French property, let's say 12 years ago, for 300,000 euros, and you're now thinking of selling it because the local immobilier has told you she can sell it for €650,000, how much of that €350,000 profit will end up in your pocket, and how much will end up with the French government? Well, we start by reducing the gain by the fixed acquisition and improvement percentages. Now that reduces our taxable gain down to 283500 If we then apply the tape release to the tax and the social element, we arrive at a combined tax and social charge liability of approximately €90,000. So after paying the French tax man, we will end up with 560000 from a sale price of 650000 But wait, we also have to pay the immobilier who made the suggestion and she will get about €40,000, so we'll actually end up with around €520,000. So finally, Rob,
0: popping back into our virtual mailbag, we've received quite a lot of questions about France's exit
1: tax. Is this
0: related to capital gains tax?
1: Yeah, exit tax is exactly that, however, a capital gains tax. It was introduced about 10 years ago to, to tax individuals who leave France having been French resident for six out of the previous 10 years. And it's applied to the portion of the gain which that person accrued while they were French residents. The calculated gain is taxed at the fixed rate of 30% and it applies to people who individually or together with other members of their household have direct or indirect shareholdings of more than 50% in a company or if their shareholding is valued at over €800,000. The measure applies to shares held in both French and non-French companies. Now, While the tax charge arises the day before the individual leaves France, there is a provision for the automatic deferral of payment where the individual moves to another EU member state, an EE member state or a country where there is a tax information exchange agreement in place and the individual has moved for professional reasons. An interesting way to mitigate the exit tax is to actually hold the investment assets within an assurance fee, which allows a French resident to avoid exit tax when they leave France because assurance fees are exempt from exit tax. As you would expect, the rules can become quite complicated. So if you think you might qualify for exit tax, seek professional advice. Capital gains tax plus social charges can put a rather large dint in the value of your assets. So I would strongly suggest seeking professional advice if you think you have or might have a capital gains tax situation. It's never too soon to plan. So if you would like to discuss your individual capital gains situation with one of our local Blevins Franks partners, to understand what you can do to avoid it or minimise the tax, simply contact our Valbon office. The telephone number there is 0493 001780. That's 0493 001780. And if our Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can arrange a call or a meeting with one of our Monaco-based partners by telephoning Monaco 97775574. That's 97775574. And, as we say every week, you can contact us via the website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. So, as we mentioned earlier, Howard, next week I suggest we discuss dying and making sure our wealth ends up where we want it to, rather than being paid away in succession tax to the French government.
0: I look forward to that in interest. Thank you very much indeed.
1: Thanks, Howard. Have a great week.
0: The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Planning on moving to France, already living here? Make sure you get the correct tax and financial advice. The French tax regime provides opportunities for tax-efficient investing, but there are many pitfalls. Using the wrong arrangements could have major tax and succession consequences. Blevins Franks has in-depth knowledge of the local tax system and can help structure your assets to get the best out of living in France. Contact Blevins Franks today on 0493 001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com.